0: Well it's time for the podcast again uh, we've got a little bit to get to today Kind of wanted to get us caught up before the Super Bowl since we've got a little bit of a pause before the Super Bowl happens and do a brief Super Bowl preview so today we'll have um, we'll have some recaps of the playoffs and then we'll have the um, season awards which are out now and we'll look at how that's affected some of the teams and then we'll do a Super Bowl preview. That means it's time for game recaps, and we have two. We have the championship games. Uh, First in the AFC, it was the Browns over the Patriots fairly comfortably. I don't remember the score, and I don't think I'm going to look it up. Um, But really, the Patriots really, really struggled on offense. They're, They're really struggling to have much offense the last couple of games that I've seen, maybe the last couple of years. And I'm not sure why that is. Maybe some of it is, uh, well, they were lacking Deshaun uh, Harrington at running back. Is That's part of the problem. And maybe they just don't have quite the same running game they used to have, and they, they've really come to rely on that. But, um, yeah, struggles on offense for the Patriots. And maybe they need to make some scheme changes too, maybe freshen it up a little bit. And for the Browns, um, this Browns team is starting to resemble the the Browns team at its peak when uh, they had D.K. Metcalf and Terrence Silas and they could throw the ball down the field like crazy um, because Evan Lane's become a really good deep ball thrower and Michael Sharp has become a scary receiver. Not quite D.K. Metcalf levels, but if you don't play the right defense against him, if you don't get a user over there in some cases, he'll just run right past you. and It's amazing how the Browns continue to be able to do that. And then uh, uh, Tavon Rucker at running back, uh, kind of reminiscent of Terrence Silas. He's not at Silas's level yet, but he could get there. He's a very elusive guy They can use him in the screen game, They can get him out in space. So this Browns team is looking pretty good, and they, they threw a bunch of bombs downfield in this game, if I remember correctly, and that's pretty much what got them to the Super Bowl. So I got to call out the rest of the AFC a little bit. Guys... The last two to three years, this Browns team was probably at its worst uh, or at least kind of in a transition rebuilding phase. That was the chance to beat them in the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl. And it looks like that's over now because this Browns team's just going to keep getting better. Uh, they're young. These core guys on offense are young in particular. Um, so come on, AFC, do better. Do better, AFC. And that was the Packers in the NFC Championship game. Uh, I don't, I don't really want to say any more about it than that. Um, this Panthers team looks very, very good. Um, one of the best rosters in the league, if not the best roster in the league, and especially loaded on defense and offense. Two X-factor receivers, X-factor running back, X-factor quarterback, and they can uh, they can do about whatever they want if they take care of the ball they on offense. Um, for the Packers, just tons of turnovers, huge problem. Um, I think they punted once. They also had a fake punt that was wide open, and the guy dropped the ball, so the rest of their possessions ended in turnovers. No points, just really, really bad performance for them. Uh, and then, yeah, on defense, they didn't do much to stop the Panthers, the Panthers ran on them really well and protected the football. And that was really all it took for the, the Panthers to win this game. Um, so good job by them, and uh, we'll see how they do in the Super Bowl. And we'll just go right to the Super Bowl preview for that. Um, I think, you know, if the Panthers will play as well as they have lately, then I think they win this game. But they've got a bad history against the Browns, really. Usually a lot of mistakes against the Browns. The Browns play defense different than other teams, and they put a lot more pressure on you, and that's part of that um, thing. But what I'm really looking forward to is this Panthers defense against this Browns offense uh, because I think the Panthers have the skill on the defensive side of the ball to match up and play with the Browns. It's just a matter of if they can get it done and if their offense doesn't put them in bad positions. Um, for the Browns, you know, I, I think the screen game could end up being maybe the difference on their offense. It's been really effective for them. They call screen plays at really good times uh, in order to get big chunks of yardage because I think they may have a harder time throwing the ball down the field, but we'll see. I might be wrong on that. Um, so they may have to be a little more deliberate and methodical on offense and then uh, when the Panthers have the ball I think a big part of it is do they protect the ball does the ball did the Browns take it away from them Um, the Panthers do have the ability to get big plays possibly uh, in the right situation and it'll be interesting to see if they can run the ball on the Browns if they can they can be a little more conservative and a little more balanced on offense uh, the Browns usually make it pretty tough to run on them, though. They they like to put a lot of people at the line of scrimmage. So we'll be looking at that and see how it goes. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to this game. I, I don't know if I'm going to get to see it, um, so I'm going to have to see if maybe somebody can tape it for me. But it'll be er- interesting to see how it turns out. Uh, Vegas has got the Browns as five-and-a-half-point favorites, so less than a touchdown without an extra point. So... That's fairly heavy favorites for a Super Bowl line, but within one score, so we'll see what happens. And with that, lastly, we get to uh, development trade news and um, the, and more specifically, the awards at the end of the season here. Now, I don't know if everybody reported their development trait improvements. Uh, if you didn't, well, that's just too bad. Just not going to talk about you, but that's the way it goes. Uh, so for the awards for the season, uh, the NFL MVP this year was Lamar Thornhill for the Patriots. So that's a big honor for him, especially considering his career started a little bit rough. Um, but he is a very highly rated quarterback now, and this I believe this award put him over the top to be an X-factor, he's got the bazooka arm. Yeah, had 94 overall rated quarterback, bazooka arm there, uh, meaning he can throw it deeper when he's in the zone, I guess. Uh, so good news for him. Didn't seem to help the Patriots much uh, in the playoffs that he's improving, but uh, good news for their future because he's only 24 years old. Uh, the coach of the year uh, was Eugene Hoops. Never heard of that guy. For the Bears. Um, And then, of course, the Packers coach came in second. Not sure why. Uh, Probably just because everybody likes him so much. And then third and fourth were the Browns coach and the Patriots coach. And if you're wondering why those two teams, that both had 12 wins, I think, both had really good win totals, why those two teams, their coaches aren't um, rated as high, they both had two ties. So it looks like if you have two ties on your win-loss record, the voters just don't seem to be very impressed with that, so tie less, guys. Come on. Uh, moving on to the AFC Awards. Offensive Player of the Year was Evan Lane for the Browns. Uh, he also improved his development trait. Uh, I guess it's not really a development trait, but he improved to an X-Factor player. and uh, He's also got the bazooka arms, so a bunch of bazooka arms there in the AFC that we'll be seeing in the playoffs a bunch. Uh, also a good scrambler, as a quarterback, so he's pretty dangerous. All this at 22 years old. So uh, good luck in the AFC, guys. Uh, the defensive player of the year was Ace York for the Browns. I haven't looked at his sack totals. I assume they were a bunch uh, as the Browns ran pinch buck zero over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, he won defensive player of the year. In fact, I can look at his stats right here. That won't take very long. Uh, he won defensive player of the year also... Linebacker of the year, and I don't know if that means that he improved his development trait. He is now a superstar. I don't think he was a superstar before, so I think he did improve his development trait. Uh, Yeah, that did get reported to me. Uh, Had 15 sacks this year and an interception, so good year for him. Uh, In his this is second year or maybe his third year. So, Ace York, Defensive Player of the Year and Linebacker of the Year. Quarterback of the Year was Lamar Thornhill. Interesting that Lamar Thornhill won NFL MVP and Quarterback of the Year in the AFC, but Evan Lane wins Offensive Player of the Year. That makes no sense to me. I don't know why the Offensive Player of the Year wouldn't also be the league MVP, but awards are weird, and that's why they're kind of dumb, really. Uh, The Running Back of the Year was Deshaun Harrington for the Patriots. Uh, he became an X Factor when he's in the zone. He has better possession catching from the running back position. Offensive lineman of the year, Mark Treder for the Patriots, so that's good. Defensive lineman of the year, Evan Griffey for the Browns. And I think he is a superstar now. And I don't think if he I don't know if he was before. I kind of don't think he was before. But either way he's a superstar. One defensive lineman of the year, he's a speed rusher, he's also got the strip specialist and uh, pass rush elite, so he defeats pass blocks faster, so that'll make him a better player. Took him a few years to get there, he's 27 now, um, but good for him. And the DB of the year was cornerback, I forgot his name, for the Browns, Glenn Monroe, Uh, He's a shutdown corner. He won DB of the year, 99 overall player. I don't know how you guys get so many players to 99 overall. I can get one every couple of years maybe. But he won DB of the year, Um, so good for him. And I don't think anybody won kicker of the year or anything like that in the AFC. In the NFC, this is a shorter list here. Defensive rookie of the year was Robert Massey for the Panthers. He's a safety, and he had an excellent year for them and he's going to be a good player for a long time, Um, really fast. So the Panthers' safeties now are 92 and 93 speed, really good acceleration and agility as well. Uh, It's going to be tough to throw in the middle of the field on those guys. Uh, I can attest it's actually tough to throw anywhere on the field against these guys. Uh, He's a superstar. I think he did that during the season. I don't think that was from the awards. Uh, He's unfakeable so good for him. Uh, running back of the year, Tavares Johnson for the Packers, and if I'm remembering right, three of the last four years, he has been the leading rusher in the league, and he was this year. He was the best running back of the year. Uh, offensive lineman of the year was Dante Godfrey for the Packers. The Packers had the top three vote-getters for offensive lineman of the year, and all of their offensive linemen were in the top ten, and to give you an idea of how valuable that is in the postseason, I think that that running back of the year and all those great offensive linemen of the year generated like 16 rushing yards in the NFC Championship game. So obviously that's not worth anything. Uh, defensive lineman of the year, Lee Newman for the Panthers. I believe he won this last year. Uh, kind of late period, major success for him. So Congratulations. And linebacker of the year, this is not a surprise, Julius Brackett, another season with over 20 sacks. Uh, I want to see how many sacks he actually did have. I'm guessing it was well over 20. Uh, This guy's one of the best pass rushers we've ever seen, and he's still pretty young, and he's a 99 overall right now. Yeah, he had 26 half sacks this year, so he continues to be on a tear. Uh, I think he is under contract long term now. Yeah, he is, so... Uh, Julius Brackett doing major things there. And then one other weird note on the NFC is that the, uh, I think it was the offensive player of the year, was a 69 overall Deshaun Watson at, I think, 39 years old, uh, 38 or 39. So I don't know what's going on in the NFC. that That's, that's the best guy they could come up with. Uh, I'm going to go look at him real quick. 39-year-old, 69 overall. Quarterback, he does have the Blitz radar, so he's probably he probably picks up on open areas pretty well. Um, But come on, NFC, we got to do better than that for our offensive player of the year. Um, Somebody can surely do better than that for offensive player of the year. Uh, Maybe it could have been Tavares Johnson, but it's always a quarterback. Seems like Uh, he did have thirty-four touchdowns, eight interceptions, quarterback rating of one hundred and fifteen. So, yeah, good year for him, but kind of seems like he should be past his prime. I I think second in that voting was Pat Mahomes, too. So, a bunch of the old quarterbacks, after they left um, the AFC, came to the NFC, and now they're they're winning awards and dominating and everything. Uh, Also, that's a big bargain for the Cardinals. I'm still looking at Deshaun Watson. He is being paid $1.91 million, and getting offensive player of the year. So big time bargain for the Cardinals. All right. That's it for the podcast today. Just wanted to get one in before the Super Bowl, kind of get a little Super Bowl preview, and we'll have uh, more here in the future after we get into the offseason.